my cycle used to be about five weeks long. So I would spend four weeks in agony, back pain, um, top of my thighs, that burning, aching pain. You know, your periods are so heavy and you flood and you, the clots. Um, it got to the point where some, some days it was almost impossible to go out because you were so heavy and you, were, you had to change every half hour just to keep it under control. Um, so yeah that none of that was great and I tried hormone therapy and everything which just make you know you were crying at the drop of the hat and you're emotional your thoughts were scatty uh, yeah it was just it was awful the treatments that they had for it started with you guys because I wanted a program but then I started reading about the food and all this sort of stuff and I'm like wow a lot of that is me um, yeah, so just started on the journey of the eating and and following what your teachers and in 12 to 18 months, completely off my medication. Women are spending all their time going on these diets that work for the 12 weeks, work mm. for 16 weeks, and then they bounce back up. Think of all those years you've been doing that. Well, put mm. some years into building a foundation to something that just is normal life that you don't have to keep going back and doing a 12 weeks like it just spend some time doing something that's going to make it normal life and sustainable mm. and so much more comes from it than just an appearance and seriously reflecting back on the circumstances we've had and i i, I mean i've always known it i've always been quite health conscious but what my partner's just been through has just made me realise it doesn't matter how much money you have, how you look, how many friends you have, and what a fantastic family you have. If you don't have your health, you cannot enjoy not one of them. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, what good is it to you? Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast. A place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated uh, skincare. And today I have Lou Driver back on the podcast. Lou has been in our program nearly three years and she's been on the podcast two times before. So she's a bit of a regular on the old podcast. I really highly recommend going back and listening to her one on the food prep. So Lou has kids. She works full time. She's really busy. And I think a lot of women who join our program who listen to me will sometimes struggle to track and do food prep with a family. And she really gives you her best tips on how to make it simple and easy. So I've had a lot of really great um, feedback from that podcast. So I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. And I wanted to get her on today because she's had a really great journey uh, in the program. So when she started with us nearly three years ago, uh, she suffered from really terrible endometriosis symptoms. She had chronic thrush. Um, you know, she just wasn't really very healthy, really. Like you were just, you know, and I don't think you dieted on purpose, but you unintentionally, I think like a yes. lot of women, you know, you were under eating, you weren't getting the nutrients your body needed. You weren't training in a way that built muscle. Uh, so, you know, she's had an amazing journey from like, basically she has zero endometriosis symptoms anymore, no thrush. So fixing all of her health issues 
to building muscle, to body recomping. Then she did a, a fat loss phase and now she's in a muscle building phase. So she's gone through the whole life cycle and she's looking amazing too. I caught up with her and her husband, um, uh, a few weeks ago when they were here and you look awesome, Lou, like you're really lean now. And the, the amazing thing too, and why I wanted to interview her too, is she's maintained all her good health markers. So her cycle's normal, her sleep's good, you know, like she's, she's looking lean, she's strong and she's healthy. So I think that a lot of women uh, think that you can't look good and feel good and you can, but you have to put the work in and put the time in. So she's been, hit, not that I'm saying this will take everyone three years, but she's had a bit of a journey and I wanted to get her on to talk through it and her experience with all the different phases and give her advice to uh, to women who are, you know, maybe thinkly, thinking potentially about jumping in. So Lou, let's start at the beginning. So can you tell the viewers what were all the issues that you were having in the past? Like tell us a bit, a bit about your history prior to joining the program and then what was the trick? What was the trigger for you to join? Yeah, so um, endometriosis was a big one. And when I think back now, I actually think I had it right from when I started my cycle. Like I think back to you, I was 14 years old, finally got my period. It went for 16 days. Um, you know, I was getting to morning tea time at school, making sure I wasn't squeezing my legs together because otherwise it had run down my legs before I got to the bathrooms to change. It was like it was a horrendous introduction. And my mum was kind of a bit like, oh, well, you've got my lot. That's what I had. So nothing was ever really done about it. So I suffered from day day one. Um, and it wasn't until um, I went through the journey of trying to have children and, and sex at the at, actual ovulation was extremely painful and I, I discovered I had endometriosis so um, that explained a, a lot for me um, so I think I've had five laparoscopies or something to either burn out or cut out the endometriosis they put me on all sorts of hormone therapy and the side effects of the hormone therapy was worse than the bloody endometriosis so I was like no way not doing that anymore um, and then I was in at a point in my life where we were ready to have children. So we had children and, and I was told everything would get better. But I ended up with um, chronic, chronic thrush. And it's always something I've been like, I don't want to talk about that. But I kind of go, I don't care anymore. It, it was horrendous. I had it for years and I ended up, um, I live in northern Queensland, but I ended up flying to Sydney to find a specialist down there because no one could help me. Doctors were at a total loss and over-the-counter um, creams and tablets weren't working and they said yes it's chronic thrush which was also causing psoriasis on the skin so it was an absolute mess down there so they put me on a, um, a different medication and it's actually one that they use for cancer patients and AIDS patients because their, their immune system is so low and gets overtaken by the fungus and that was the only thing that worked for me. And they just said to me, oh, well, you'll be like that till menopause because, you know, of your hormones and whatever. And I had asked about food at the time and they had said to me, no, no, no need to worry about your diet. It's got nothing to do with it. Just take this medication. I was having liver function tests a couple of times a year because it can affect your, your liver function. And I was on it for, wow, I think I was on it for about seven years before I finally got off of it. Um, yeah, and that was through finding you guys. So I was at a point in my life where I'd, I'd go to the gym, do a random bunch of shit like Craig says, not really progressing, but I'd always been a, you know, fairly active person, never really been overweight. Um, 
but definitely no muscle or definition or anything. So I was like, oh, I want to fix this. And I was digging around and I come across you guys and I actually started with you guys because I wanted a program. But then I started reading about the food and all this sort of stuff and I'm like, wow, a lot of that is me. Um, yeah, so just started on the journey of the eating and and following what your teachers and in 12 to 18 months, completely off my medication, um, I got a uh, cellulitis infection in my leg. My daughter dropped a knife on my foot. That was a, a, when we were cooking and um, it went into my, flew down and went into my ankle and I got a bit of cellulitis from it. So they had to put me on um, double dose antibiotics to get it under control quite quickly. Um, and I didn't even have a thrush flare up then. That's amazing. So no, no, I remember when we did the first interview, you talked about some of the symptoms from the endo, like burning pain, you'd get like yeah. horrendous. Oh, it, I mean, endometriosis is, is debilitating. I would spend, you know, um, my cycle used to be about five weeks long. So I would spend four weeks in agony, back pain, um, top of my thighs, that burning, aching pain, you know, your periods are so heavy and your flood and your, the clots, um, it got to the point where some, some days it was almost impossible to go out because you were so heavy and you were you had to change every half hour just to keep it under control. Um, so, yeah, that none of that was great. And they tried hormone therapy and everything, which just made, you know, you were crying at the drop of the hat and you were emotional, your thoughts were scatty. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was awful, the treatments that they had for it. It's oh, horrendous. And now, so you spent... That, you know, we talked about this, so it probably was about 12 to 18 months before that was fully, yeah. completely gone and the thrush. Yeah, so yeah. it would just, you know, it wasn't a, hey, one day I woke up and it was gone and I didn't take medication. It's it's just not like that. And sometimes it felt a little bit frustrating. You would go, hey, I haven't had it for ages, and then you'd get it about and you'd be like, oh, you know, it's back, and you'd feel like it wasn't working. But when you actually look look at it, the episodes would get, it would get longer in between the episodes that you would get it and the episodes would get shorter and less severe. So you, I, I was progressing all, all the time and then it's just gotten to the point where I don't take any medication now and, like I said, I, I've needed to take antibiotics um, and normally that is something that straight away will flare women up whether they've got an issue or not. Nothing, no no issues at all. All I did was make sure I had some extra, um, I threw in an extra couple of adrenal cocktails Um for the period that I was taking, I'd have an extra one or two a day just to help keep my blood sugars right. Mm. And um, yeah, had nothing. How how amazing. So talk, let's talk a little bit about in this 12 to 18 months, how, how many days a week did you train? What were the sort of foods that you were eating? What sort of calories were you on? Uh, so when I started, I think when I very first started with you, I think I started at 2000 cal calories, but we, we quickly went up to about 23, 2400. So um, in a period of time, just as I started to get myself active and everything, I was on three days a week with training um, and just walking. And that was yeah. it. Yeah. And what sort of foods were you eating? Um, so liver and oysters, the absolute must. Liver, oysters and uh, carrot salad. Anyone who talks to me about it, I'm always like, they are three non-negotiables. Um, and ladies, look, if you don't, like I always say to women, they're like, oh, they screw their nose up at either liver, the oysters or both. I always say to women, either take them fresh or just take the capsules. So like yeah. I just take the capsules because obviously I own the company and I get it for yeah. free. 
but uh, like, you know, it's just however you can consistently get it in. I agree. Get them in. Absolutely. So liver and oyster. Oh, sorry, I've done know. I've done all sorts of things with the liver. I started out, yeah, I have. So I started out with the um the pate, and that was really great. But um, and I love pate, but I just got sick of making it. It became yeah. you know I work a full time manager's role, and it's um a bit laborious. And yeah, my, my kids you know got busier in their sports, like whatever. So I was like, now nah, this is just too hard basket. Um, my kids take the liver capsules because they just ref use to take the liver um, I'm just at a point now where I just go oh fuck it just get it in so I freeze down um 15 20 grand chunks and I just pull oh, it out freeze you're so good up. though Lou. you're just like whatever we tell you you're like yeah I'll do it you know yeah, yeah you get it done you get that shit get done. done so I just go everyone goes ew how can you do that and I said well when you're a kid and you took medicine it tasted gross yeah it's did not it like you're chewing it you, you swallow yeah. it you know swallow it's, that shit you swallow it worse yeah. you just swallow it <laughs> Um, oysters, I actually really love Kilpatrick. So that's no, on the do. weekend. On a Friday, I go to the fresh fish market and we get mm. fresh fish and I get a dozen oysters for me and I have them on a Saturday for um, lunch. So that's how I get my oysters in. Um, carrot salad. And then what other sorts of foods? What about like collagen? I, yep, I add collagen to things like um, I weekdays I have shakes in the morning because I'm a really early starter and they're quick and easy so I love to add collagen to my shakes and to um, chocolate milk of a night time um, when my protein's a little bit low I can use casein to bump it up a bit but basically I eat other than that I really just eat good food so lots of fruits uh, potatoes uh, fresh fresh meats, like, you know, nice grass-fed beef, all that sort of stuff. Um, prawns is a big one. Eggs is another yep. one. Cheese, milk, fruit, fruit coffee. Yep. Love my coffee. Oh, me too. <laughs> um, lots of different fruits. I'll eat uh, anywhere from stewed fruits to fresh fruits to dried fruits, just depending on what I'm having. Um, yeah, just a big variety. And, you know, I'll eat fudge or brownies, just depending on what's in my in my meal plan, what I feel like. I tend to get onto something that I like and same. I keep it for a months while. And, and, months and I'm like, oh, God, I can't eat that anymore. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, yeah so a really good wide variety of yummy, easy to digest foods. Yep. Um, okay, cool. All right. So then then I think after that, so you did that and then you decided you wanted to, you're feeling good, you know, yeah. all the symptoms were gone. You decided, okay, I want to lose some of this body fat. So I think you and Jake just did a very slow body recomp didn't you and gradually weight yeah. came down still training three days a week yep still staying, I mean, staying symptomless yeah yep. so i started the program body comp probably wasn't on my top priority but obviously yep. yes every woman wants to look better so i went through that period of time where i got healthy and then i was like yeah i could probably lose a little bit because i've never been huge but let's look at losing some of the body fat because i'd also built some muscle mm. so jake and i just put me on a very very slight deficit and just little bit by little bit started um, creeping down i still felt great i still trained well um, none of my symptoms ever come back and i actually think that antibiotic thing was in a time where i was actually in that very very slight deficit and i was yep. still coping really well um, yeah, so that's when uh, the lovely Jake left us. Yeah, he went to be a recruitment consultant at the same <laughs> office that I worked at when I was working at Hayes. Yeah. So we've caught um, up with him a few times. He's really enjoying it. It's very oh, different to cool. what he's been doing now. And then you worked with uh, Craig. Yes, and working with Craig. Yeah, and I decided went, uh, it was game on, wasn't it? It was time to yeah, lose that extra body fat. 
I, yeah. I'm I'm very much a creature of habit, and um, not that I don't like change, but um, I probably don't initiate change because I am that creature of habit. So mm. when the change happened with Craig, uh, going to Craig because Jake had left. Um, and Craig went, well, you know, where are you at now? What do you want to do? You could do a muscle building phase. You could do a fat loss phase. Are you happy to stay where you are? So I think that change went, hey, yeah, I'm in a good spot. Let's yep. let's actually do a fat loss let's phase. Push it. And yeah. really see what's there and then yep. go into muscle building. building. So we put so, a plan in place. So let's look at, I'm just, I've written down some statistics from your, some numbers from your fat loss. So was, how long was it in total? 16 weeks? <clears throat> 16 weeks, yeah. And you had a couple of weeks where you were sick in the middle, weren't you? Mm. I remember. That was. I think I'd only been on for a week or two, and I got corona. And you got sick, which is annoying. Um, so I think you started the fat loss phase at. Well, I'm looking at two thousand three hundred and sixty-seven kilos, and uh, hang on, two thousand three hundred and sixty-seven kilos. Oh, sorry, kilos, calories, <laughs> calories. Sorry, that'd be pretty heavy. So you started at just under twenty-four hundred calories, yep. and I think your weight was about sixty-three point three ish kilos, yep. and I think at your lowest on the on the deficit, you got down to 1,760, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And you lost a total of six kilos and 5% body fat. Yeah. 16 weeks, which is awesome. And now. So my calories really didn't get that low. No, not, not at all. Definitely not at all. And because I think you'd spent so much time, like so we said women, you'd built the muscle, you know, you built a bit of muscle. You'd spent so much time at higher calories. Yeah. You know, you'd repaired all of those metabolic, all those, you know, hormonal imbalances. So your body was primed and healthy to yep. respond well to a fat loss phase. Mm. Um, and you, yeah, so 5% body fat, six kilos, and now he's reverse dieting you up and you're back up to nearly 2,400 calories again, hey? Yeah, almost 2,400. Yeah. Yeah. And her body fat percentage has stayed the same or even gone down a little bit, I think. It's gone down a little bit more. It could have. Yeah, but then I at the end of the fat look, loss, I haven't, yeah. actually haven't had a look at it. My weight yes. shifted, but I haven't. I haven't. So her, when when I was looking in the app, your your weight is going up, but your body fat staying the same. So you're putting oh, on lean muscle, which is really good. And I think, you know, if you listen to any of the podcasts that I'm with Craig, because Craig obviously knows much more about this, but um, you know, when you lose that body fat and you're leaner, your body's just more primed to put on muscle. Um, mm-hmm. so the calories go towards putting on muscle than body fat. So you're really primed, I guess, for that muscle building phase. And, and I feel like I'm. Yeah. I actually look better even though my weight has gone up when I when I come yeah. to see you guys I was like oh wow my arms have really got shaking them now and you I'm look like great like so I was feeling yeah feeling yeah. really good yeah 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 so and you um now like have, have you still maintained all the good health markers good sleep like you're sleeping not, yeah, none of the issues I, have come back absolutely uh, you know yeah. when we look look we, I've had a few stresses in my life, so there has been some break in sleep patterns probably, but, you know, really peak stress issues in my mm. life. Mm. Um, but nothing else other than that has changed. I'm back to sleeping well. Some of those things have settled down. As soon as the stress goes away, I'm, I, mm. I'm back. But I look at, so my partner was diagnosed for a second time with cancer, so like really, really stressful times for us. And other than a few nights where it's weighing on your mind, so you know that it's something external that's putting pressure on you, other than that, nothing else changed for me. And I put that down to, you know, if you can't, if you don't have a healthy, a healthy base, you're not going to deal with life stresses. And, and, you know, a lot of that 
really helped us get through what we've just been through. So mm. really grateful for that. But, yeah, nothing else changed. I, you know, none of the thrush came back. I haven't had any endometriosis symptoms. My skin still looks great. You know, my my weight and, and fat and all that sort of stuff, none of that really changed. I've been able to just stay on track. What's yeah. your weight now? What are you weighing now? Um, 59. Well, 58 yesterday. and a half if you do the average. I think I peaked at 59 yesterday. Yeah, so you, you finished the fat loss phase, it's 57.6, and now you're up to like, what, 58, 59-ish, and your body fat's the same. So yeah. how amazing. Yeah. And you're only like 59 kilos and you're eating 2,400 calories and you probably, Craig's going to bump your food up again. Yeah. Which is so cool. I like, can't wait. How cool I was is just that? Have- just having a bit of a whinge to yeah. need more food. Yeah. Come on, but, but, food and he will, he will, he will. Which, but how good is that? You're so small, but you're eating so much food and you're so lean and you, you're feeling yeah. so good. So And smashing the PBs at the gym. That's right. And now yeah, you're training more days though now, now that you're in this muscle building phase. So how many days yeah. are you training now? So I'm training five days a week now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the big sessions, you know, this is a choice I've made. It's a big commitment. But for me, I've gone, right, I want 12 months where I really just build some of that muscle. And mm. we've looked at you know, if you want to say you want to look at body parts where I'd like to. The lagging body parts. Yeah, yeah. So more development days, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got a bit of a focus on that. Um, So it's really exciting times. I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah, it's really, it is a fun process. So let's talk about then what was the most challenging part of the fat loss phase? Because I think, you know, when women do these fat losses phases, one, I think they need to understand that it's not forever. Like you're not yep. going to be staying in these lower calories forever, yeah. Um, but you do have to be precise in that time. But look at that, like that was only 16 weeks and look at the good position you're in now. Like it's, yeah. I think it's worth it. So let's talk, what was the most challenging part of the fat loss phase? Um, the most challenging for me was the unexpected. So I went into it and I know that you've got to give that commitment for 16 weeks and life's going to happen around you. So I even had a friend's 40th birthday and I still managed that. All of those sorts of things were, you know, they're a little more challenging to manage compared to when you're on a building phase or a maintenance phase because you don't have that Flexibility to calories. That flexibility you have to be in a deficit. and yeah, that, yeah. That, that, yeah. that error margin. Um, but I managed that really well because it was just a commitment I had and I was more than happy to do it. Um, I think when the unexpected, um, like I had the corona crop up, that still wasn't too bad. Um, but my partner's di- cancer diagnosis came in amongst all of that and there was a moment where I was floundering. Mm. Um, but it even though it was really difficult, it became um, it became something that really helped me through his challenges as well because I just reverted back to I felt like my life was out of control. We had no control over anything that was going to happen and it's a really awful state of mind mm. um, to be in and feel like you're out of control. So that was really difficult. And initially I started to struggle with the, you know, keeping my mind on being organised and all that sort of stuff was was challenging and then I actually started to thrive in it. So the, initially it was a challenge and then it became what saved my mental health, mm. having some structure, having something that I, I could focus on, something I could still have good outcomes for. Um, and my gym is my, you know, that's my place that I get to switch off and not think about anyone else. It's mine. Mm. Um, so that was really challenging at one point. 
um, but became a, a really good thing for me at the same time. Taking away those major things because not everyone's going to be faced with that sort of thing when they do a fat loss phase. You know, look, um, you do get hungry. Mm. Let's be realistic. You are going to be hungry. You're in a deficit. It's and I think, I think you too, in a deficit. as well too, like women need to realise like when I did it and I did it for shorter periods of time, but you you do have lower energy. Like, and towards the end of it, my sleep started to be a little bit um, less restful and disrupted, but then it's time to come out of it. You know, like, it's yes. not like, and some people you'll notice a te- drop in your temperature and pulse, but as soon as you add the food back in, I just noticed mine came back up again. Yeah. So it's, it's temporary. And the thing is, is your body temporary. can handle, like, if you start in a healthy place, it can handle, cause it is stressful, but the key is you don't do it for a long time. You know, it's a short period of time. There's a lot of things you can do to mitigate the stress. So make sure you're prioritizing your bedtime, you know, eating the regular meals, balancing your blood sugar, making sure you're doing it at a time where stress hopefully is low. Yeah. Because like, you know. Initially we did pick. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, but like, let's say it was, you know, you're going through a massively stressful time with your work or like, you know, it's probably not a good time to do a fat loss phase. Just eat eat at maintenance calories, you know, eat at maintenance. Um, Absolutely. And emotions was my one. I think like, yes, you're hungry. Towards the end, emotions. I was more emotional. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Normally, I'm I'm very like balanced. Do it all the rest of it. And I remember messaging Craig, going, "Oh my god, I failed! (laughs) I just (laughs) ate a bag of M and (laughs) M's." Yeah, and like that's normal towards the end. You did well. It was was in the last week or two. I broke, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "Lou, really? You've just done how many weeks? And you ate a few M and M's." Who gives a shit? That's right. Really, was an indication it was time to come out. That's right, and that's why I think too. You've got to like this is something like this, a fat loss fade like like this, you need to already have been consistent. You need to be in a good place health wise. Yeah. You know, like if you're someone like a lot of women that join our program who have got a lot of body fat to lose, like you obviously started at lower body fat. Um, it's much better for someone like that to just start eating in a very small deficit, build those habits and behaviors of eating regularly, hitting the macro targets, getting the nutrient dense foods in, getting the steps in and training, and then slowly the body fat will come down. Um, and as uh, anyway, so it's like, you can't, you know, I think you got to be in the right place to start this. And you were, you'd done the work. work. I I wouldn't have gotten the results I did Mm. if I wasn't already in a good place. I started from a really healthy base and I'm I'm sorry, I look at it and I go, we talk about my lowest calories being 1,760, but that wasn't even for the entire program. No, that, how many weeks was that? That was about halfway we come down again. So yeah. my first drop took me to just under 2,000 calories. So I spent half of the fat loss phase at 2,000 calories. How many things that? Like some it. women are like they couldn't, even, that's what, they couldn't even fathom eating that much. No, I know, actually right? posted, I actually collected all my food together. I've got it on my Instagram. I collected all my food together and I went, wow, that's what I'm eating to do a fat loss phase. Crazy, and I had hey. Chocolate milk in there and orange juice and like it was just... Yeah. great yummy food I didn't yeah. I really didn't go without much because yeah. my calories were still high which made it so much easier to stick to yeah. because I didn't feel restricted yes I felt some hunger but I didn't feel restricted in my food because yeah. I still had a chocolate milk to go to bed I still yeah. had you know orange juice I was still having you know I could have porridge in the mornings or I could have um you know a beautiful mango smoothie so Lou you built out your own diet right Craig gave you the macros you built your diet 
Yeah, I think yeah. at one point he just looked and went, oh, I just want you to put a little more protein here or something. There yeah. was one little tweak he did for me, yeah. but I still just went, oh, okay, well, I'll add some of this for that or I'll swap. I think it was with my training. He wanted my um, my more starchy snack before training and I had it in the morning, so I swapped it to the afternoon. That's what it was, just yeah. to support my training more which is great um and that really worked i felt a big difference for that but yeah i i built my own and the the interesting thing is is it there was absolute minimal impact on my family when i did it the i was only, gonna ask that yeah, yeah the only well, i ate my i ate the same as my family as i do anyway but so even, how and that was going to be a question for the women who are new to the podcast and listening how has this food and lifestyle fit in with your family? Because a lot of women get on the calls and then go, done all these programs, Kitty, where I have to make separate meals nah, and it's so annoying. Nah, family I can't don't do like that. It. So t- talk about that. So I'm the I'm I'm the meal prepper in my house. I'm I'm the dinner person in look, my partner cooks occasionally, you know, maybe once or twice in a week he will do something, but I'm still arranging it, telling him how to what we're having and, and all the rest of it. So I'm the primary person that provides that in our house and he's got his other things that he's doing and it works well for us. But I think that's for most, a lot of women, that they are the, the one who does all the food in the house. Um, so our dinners basically over time, when I first started week by week, I just adjusted our dinner meals to tweak it in a little bit so now I know that I get a 125 grams of whatever protein source I'm using, whether it be mince or fish or chicken or whatever, I know that about 125 grams cooked fits my macros. Um, and then you've got a carb source. So I've just tweaked all my recipes. I might have a recipe and go, oh, there's, a, there's not quite enough carbs in there. I'll just increase the potatoes or increase the rice. Just little tweaks like that. And now we all eat it. It's, so it's, you've learned how to build, like at the start, you didn't know how to do this, right? No. No. So now you've just learned how to do it. In, yeah, the and I just tackled one recipe at a time. Yeah. So when I started, yes, you do kind of need to go. So you learn how to track and learn how to, you know, do your, your macros and fit everything in and spread it nicely. The best thing to do is have consistency. So if you can commit a month or a month or two to being a little consistent and just, you know, have that time where you probably might be eating a little bit different to your family, but every week you add a new recipe that you make fit in to your macros that your family eats and you you just jiggy your recipe and you look at what, what am I going to eat next week? Okay, how am I going to fit beef stroganoff into it? We normally have that. So you just start playing with that. And I just built it over time and it become learnt. So for me now, the family all eats together at of a, of a night time, breakfast, lunch and snacks. Everyone's kind of, everyone kind of eats differently anyway. So I've got my set breakfast, lunch and snacks and my dinner changes. And if I need a slight fluctuation, for example, if I'm having um a Thai chicken curry that I do. It's got coconut milk in it, even though I use the light fat coconut milk, it is still a little bit higher in fat. I will make sure that I either use a low fat milk in my shake in the morning or I um, will swap the cheese out for just a little more chicken breast because I remove the fat. So I do little tweaks like that. You just know all this stuff, right? Like, Yeah, because I think women, like I I say to them, this will be life-changing. If you can learn these skills, because you just know then. 
Like yeah. those things, you know, you're like, I got a bit more fat at dinner. I'll just take a little bit of fat out here. It's just become, you know, this what's in f- different foods. Yeah. Roughly. And um, the stuff that you've got built, that set, has got components in it that you can just add or take. Yeah. Oh, I need a bit more protein. Okay. I'll like up Tetris. My, my, yeah. my yogurt. Yeah. It's like it really actually becomes that easy. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I'm with my family. So Which I is so prep, great. Yeah. So I yeah. prep my, my things like my snacks on a Sunday. I'll cook snacks. Um, prepping meal prepping for me now looks like okay I'll cook a Monday night dinner and I'll cook a Tuesday night dinner on a Sunday so I have a couple of family meals cooked there because that frees up my time to go to the gym in the afternoons but they're different meals I'm not meal prepping a bulk meal for myself and then still having to cook dinner every night is it very easy for you now is it like just yeah. really easy yeah it's yeah. just not it's yeah. just life it just yeah, yeah, yeah. even my kids pull out the scales, so they've all got their jobs, and whoever's sitting at <laughs> the table pours drinks for everyone. They pull out the scales, put my glass down, they go, So is it 200 juice tonight? <laughs> 150. Oh, that's hilarious. My two measurements. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. All right. And what did you enjoy? Because we talked about what you found the most challenging. What did you enjoy most about the fat loss phase, if there was anything to <laughs> enjoy I had there actually there actually is things to enjoy so in the beginning you kind of start and you go okay I've got lower calories and you go I was like this actually isn't bad I thought I was going to die you're taking food off me and I was like oh my god cut my throat but no it wasn't 2,000 calories was great and then all of a sudden after a couple of weeks the reduction in your weight you're seeing it come off the scales that's good but then you start seeing the muscle pop out and you start going, <laughs> oh, wow, i got a bit of a shoulder there. Oh, look at that bicep. Look, oh, my leg. That is really exciting because you think that you don't have it and then all of a sudden you're taking the fat off of everything you've been building from your weights training and it starts appearing and it really is everyone goes, I want to look more toned. Well, yeah, all of a sudden that muscle that I built for that tone look, it's actually there and that is super exciting and with that, your confidence increases as well. And it was just that was a really, really empowering feeling that I actually, I've got control over this. Like I, I actually can make the difference. I think, mm. you know, sometimes we feel very out of control with our health and all that sort of stuff. And all of a sudden I'm in a place where I'm, my health is great because of what I chose to do. Um, you know, it, the structure in my life and my food and not having to think about it all the time is because what I chose. Um, and now I'm starting to look great in my undies, which is what we all want. It's okay to want to look great. You know, I had that foundation, now I want to look great too. And it was really, really nice to have that be exposed. And Craig said to me, he said, just wait until the muscles start popping out. You won't be able to leave the mirror. And he's right. You get dressed in the morning, you're like, oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> it's great. So that's a really exciting part about it. And it makes it very rewarding. And you also know it's that short term. Yeah, that's so good, Lou. I think you just summarize. I'm going to use that as a snippet, I think, for the podcast because it's perfect. Because I think, you know, like I've talked about this before on some podcasts with like Amy, like the whole body positivity movement. You know, sometimes I think mm-hmm. like there's these extreme ends of the spectrum. It's like be <laughs> fat and unhealthy and not necessarily unhealthy, but, you know, like it's you know, love body, love at every size. And, yes, you should love your body still. You shouldn't, if you're overweight, hate your body. Yep. I'm not saying that. But then there's this sort of, I feel like it's it's sometimes women, you know, it's frowned upon if you want to look good. 
we have it's these yes. in society we've got these extremes Dream. and I felt like we went to this other extreme where you yeah you're right you're frowned upon if you don't love that you're carrying a bit extra body fat and sometimes depending on how much body fat you're carrying sometimes that does come with health consequences yeah of course healthy how are we how are we serving women by telling them that they should love themselves no matter what you should you shouldn't hate yourself for it but there is absolutely nothing wrong to want to feel like you're glowing and feel great or want to change something about yourself that's okay yeah and look you and the thing is just like this has been a long journey this hasn't yes. happened quickly and you put in no. a lot of work, but look at you now. You're like, you got it all. I love you it. All. You got the good health. You got the banging body. I like, love the, it. And it really like, you know, and again, I don't want to, you, you, when you're feeling like you're looking good and you're healthy too, you feel fucking amazing. Like you, you feel so confident, you know, it, it's really spills out into all other areas of your life. And it's not just about looking good. I don't want people to think that because it's not about that. It's about it's about being strong and capable and nourishing your body and feel and looking good as well. Um, and yes, with the looking good, you feel all of that. But when you feel strong and capable, you also feel like you can conquer things. And Kitty, my partner and I have just been through a horrendous time. And if I didn't have that that confidence, that that feeling of I can take not take the world on, but I feel strong, not just physically. I feel strong. I feel like I can manage my life. I don't think I could have shown up for him the way he needed me to. Mm. Like he really, really, we needed one another. It's not that it didn't affect me too, but, you know, geez, he just got told he had cancer for the second time. He's going to lose a body organ now. It's a really daunting time and there were times where I had to show up strong to get us both through it, to get my kids through it. They, they think the world of him and to get us all through it. And sometimes, you know, different people in the family have to show up at different times feeling strong. I never could have done that if I didn't feel confident, if I didn't feel strong. And when you're busy beating yourself up because every time you look in the mirror you hate what you look at, that flows into everything. Mm. So the opposite happens. When you feel confident about your health and your look and everything as well, not saying your look has to be mine or yours, whatever you look at in the mirror, you need to be happy with it. And if you have that true contentment, you feel strong and then you can tackle other things in life. Hmm. And it's not like you've done stupid shit to get there. I mean, oh you're god, no, twenty four hundred calories, and you're like fifty something kilos. Yep. You know, and I look back at like I was never a big dieter. I was never a restrictor, but I was always about healthy eating. I've always had a natural desire to want to, you know, yep. eat healthy. Um, foods a, a big thing in my life. Um, but I had that misconception of. In the green veggies, veggies and nuts and, and, seeds nuts and, and all the rest of it. And now that I actually know about calories and macros, when I think about what I ate, even though I wasn't a restrictor, I actually was under eating and and yeah. and having a less under nourishing, yeah. less nourishing foods. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Not foods that are really easy to digest and the yeah, totally. And I think a lot of women do the same um, thing. But no, it's been so amazing. And now you're in the exciting muscle building phase and eating. Muscle. Oh, this is great. <laughs> It's the best. It's so good hitting all those PBs. I mean, I've, I'm have i having yeah. a deload this week, so I've got a bit of a cold, which is fucking annoying, but 
good that it's on the deload week and I can't wait to be better so I can get back into the gym and keep, you know, like getting stronger. Um, now, Lou, what would you say to a woman who was sitting on the fence about joining the program? Uh, yeah, just do it. I mean, like I came in wanting one thing and I got so much more out of it. So, yes, I came in looking for a program and realised, you know, the, the nutrition side of things I had so much to learn and what I gained from it, not just how I look, but true health and the confidence and it's changed so many aspects of my life. God, that sounds so bloody corny when you say that, doesn't it? It sounds so cliche, but how do you say it when it's... It's true. Cliche, it's, it's true. That's why I'm true. still doing it nine years later because I'm like, I still feel so passionate about like, and when I talk to women and they come into the program and they get good results, I'm like, oh, it makes me so excited. It does. And mm. it's just normal. It's not like, oh, oh, sorry, I can't eat that. I'm on a diet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating clean. So when yeah. you do your fat loss phase, yes, there's a bit of that. You do have to be strict. But when you're doing maintenance and stuff and you go, you might like, you know, shit comes up where, I don't know, whatever, everyone goes out to lunch. You've got to be, you're taught the ability to be able to go, okay, well, my plan was this today. I'll still come to lunch with you and you yeah, can still set eat. off the menu. That's right. You can go appropriately and, and still like, it's just, it's it, it becomes easy, don't you think? And like it I've, does. since we've gone into, I've done this muscle building phase, we've had so many social things and I've eaten out heaps. That weekend that we saw you, we went out for dinner Friday night, breakfast oh, twice. And, but my weight still stayed the same because I'm, yeah. I know enough to eat to eat enough to, do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm active and I strength train. So it's like, it's not and a problem. And your body's also in a healthy position that if for one day you throw a few extra bits of calories in, it's Doesn't not matter. going to react with retaining weight. No, nah, nah. and you And when you're at maintenance, it's a range. It's a range. Yes. You can eat in a range. Like some days, like on the weekends, I don't, and I, this is just me. I'm not saying women should do this. This is just what works for me. I track during the week and I have a very solid plan because I am working and I just don't, like I need to know exactly what I'm having and have it all prepared. Yeah. But on the weekends, I don't track my food because we'll go out for dinner and for lunch. But I know I've done it enough now to know what to eat to be yeah. able to, you know, my weight's just sitting. I'm trying to do a building phase, but I'm just sort of sitting at about 67, 67 and a half. It's not going up. I'm trying, I'm so I can see that I'm getting leaner. So I'm, I'm just going to keep my food sort of where it's at until I can't progress my weights anymore. And then yeah. I'll top, you know, dial it in a bit more, but I'm like, I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing, you know? So it's like, once you put the work in, you can have a great balance. You still have to like, it's not like I get to the weekend and skip breakfast and then, yeah. you know, only eat one or meal. You, like go off, out, you go out for lunch and, and eat, you go, I'm sorry, I can't eat KFC. On that menu oh, yeah. carbs because you're not cutting no. foods out. No. I just eat. I mean, you know, yeah. like I went out for lunch with this friend of mine and I had oysters to start and he, there was this like sashimi thing he ordered. We had some of that. It was good. And then we had this yummy duck breast with mashed potato. I even had a couple of cocktails, you know, like, when but I just know to eat enough to feel full. It's not going to affect yeah. you like that. It just doesn't because it's also too, like it's, it's calories. Like, you yeah. know, I still know to eat. To, I just, it's not like before where I'd be like, oh, I can't stick to the plan. So I'm going to binge. Yeah. And I eat yummy food every day. So it's not like I go, I mean, I go out and enjoy the food. Now. Never. I go out and eat the food, but I think, oh, I get to eat like fucking sourdough muffins with, you know, I'm making these sausage and egg McMuffins now, which are just amazing, like McDonald's muffins, but, you know, obviously not shit. 
And, you know, I eat ice cream every night. I've been eating ice cream with stewed apples and candied ginger for my dessert. Yeah. So it's like I just eat this incredible food every day that I love. Like every day is a cheat day. When, <laughs> when you go out. Yeah, and when you go out and you see all this yummy food on the menu. It's just normal food. You feel like you have to go, yeah. oh, my God. But no. then also, you also learn what doesn't work for your body as yeah. well. Yeah. So you don't go and eat all this shit. Deep fried. Like I would never probably get fish and chips because I'm like, oh, the pufas, yeah. it just makes me feel sick and I just wouldn't yes. enjoy it. You know, I can eat my normal air fry. But, I mean, look, I felt going out one day and having a burger with chips i'd just eat it but yeah. i just don't crave it like i don't right. get to the weekend and think oh my god like but when i was restricting i get to think oh my god i've got to have pizza and have this and have everything else but now i can eat it and just eat till i'm full yeah and stop it's not this like crazy binge restrict binge restrict and, um, and i think that's that's the thing women are spending all their time going on these diets that work for the 12 weeks work for mm. the weeks and then they bounce back up think of all those years you've been doing that well put mm. some years into building a foundation to something that just is normal life that mm. you don't have to keep going back and doing a 12 weeks like it just spend some time doing something that's going to make it normal life and sustainable mm. and so much more comes from it than just an appearance and seriously Reflecting back on the circumstances we've had, and I, I, I mean, I've always known it, I've always been quite health conscious, but what my partner's just been through has just made me realise it doesn't matter how much money you have, how you look, how many friends you have, and what a fantastic family you have. If you don't have your health, you cannot enjoy not one of them. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, what good is it to you? Your health needs to be your priority. And when you have that, you get to enjoy everything else. Mm, mm, so true. So true. Now, Lou, do you think you would have got the results you've got you've gotten if you didn't have the coaching and support? No. Now, I actually said this to Craig the other day. Um, obviously, with all this stress going on in my life and everything, I was feeling a little bit like oh, I've been doing this for years now, three years I know the drill. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, most of the time I'm emailing Craig going, okay, so I'm looking at this and I need to do this. And it's him saying yes. But there are times in your life where you will get a little bit lost. It's human nature. And he just talked me through some of the strategies we could have been doing to help me through this stressful phase, but still keep my program on track and all the rest of it. And I was like, no, that won't work. Yep, that went, what about if we do this? And I said to him at the end, I said, see, look how long I've been doing this. But if I didn't have you, I wouldn't have been able to talk my way out of that. Like I just, having a coach help you through, You just, I just feel like, no matter what you're doing in your life, having coaches for different parts of your life that you want to work on is such a good thing. You just won't, you don't know what you don't know, so they teach you that. And then when you learn that, there's that reinforcement and that support and that guidance just to bring you back online when you need it because we all have times where we just get in a hole and go, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And that's what they're there for. Mm. And finally, just to finish off, do you have any other advice for women who are on this journey? Um, it, 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 it's not a thing to fix you. It needs to be life. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to be doing. Stop looking for a thing to fix you. It's a holistic approach and it's your life. And it takes some time, but it is so worth it. And then it just becomes normal 
and you don't ever have to think about it again. Perfect. So good. Oh, Lou, that was great. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really feel like a lot of women will get a lot from that. And it's great to see someone who's gone through the full cycle of everything, you know, because um, yeah. I think people just watch interviews and see snippets of someone who's just lost weight or who's built some muscle. So you've gone through the whole thing now, um, which is really, really awesome. So uh, ladies, I'll drop a link in the show notes. Um, so if you're thinking about, you know, investing in coaching or you've been thinking about it for a while, sitting on the fence, you can click on the link and just book a time in and have a chat with me and we'll see where, yeah, see where you're at, see, see if we can actually help you and if the program is a good fit. Um, and, you know, as always, please uh, rate and review the podcast and take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. Uh, and each month I pick someone who shared and they win a tub of Saturay premium collagen. So thanks again, Lou. Um, Thank you know, for having we'll, me. We'll have to get you on in 12 months time once you've done a 12 month building phase. With all my and, muscles. Yeah, with all your muscles. So, um, but you're looking amazing now. Imagine what you're going to look like in 12 months time. It's exciting. It is very exciting. Yeah. Thank you, Kitty. Yeah. Thanks, Lou. Bye. Bye.